0: Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Elaine B and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. Today is Wednesday, April 15th, 2018. Today we're reading from the big book and we're in the chapter, We Agnostics, on page 55. We're reading and commenting on the second paragraph, which begins with, actually, we were only fooling ourselves. Today's readers are Valerie B for the 12 steps, Wendy M for the 12 traditions, Catherine M, Penny LC, Karen R, and Melanie C as our newcomer greeter. The reference number for the 10 a.m. meeting yesterday, which was Tuesday, April 24th at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, is 11,335. That's 11335. And the reference number for this morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting for Wednesday, April 25th, is 11,337-11337. The OA preamble. I will now ask Valerie B. to please read the 12 steps. Star 1 to unmute, please,
1: Valerie. Hi, Hi. this is Valerie B., Recovering Compulsive Overeater. Thank you for letting me share. Uh, One, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol and that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, Continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to the alcoholic and to practice these principles in all our affairs.
0: Thank you very much, Valerie B. And I will now ask Wendy M. to please read the 12 Traditions.
2: Yes, good morning, Wendy M. recovered in Colorado. Thank you, Elaine, for your service. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need to always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. And twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And with that, I chat.
0: Thank you very much, Wendy M. How our meeting works? Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we're discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There's no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book and we agnostics on page 55, reading the second paragraph that begins with, actually, we were only fooling ourselves. And I will ask Catherine M. to please begin reading. Hi, this is Catherine
3: M., a recovered compulsive overeater near Seattle. Actually, we were fooling ourselves, for deep down in every man, woman, and child is the fundamental idea of God. It may be obscured by calamity, by pomp, by worship of other things, But in some form or or other, it is there. For faith in a power greater than ourselves, and miraculous demonstrations of that power in human lives, are facts as old as man himself. And when I have read this a couple times, especially uh, most recently I read this with someone who is has a lot of trouble with the the God language in the book, and has you know some different concepts of spirituality. And and you know so reading this with her and, and having to say you know this fundamental idea of God, but I actually noticed something interesting when I was looking at this in um, as Bill sees it, which is other you know, a conference approved literature. It actually changes that sentence slightly. It says deep down in every man, woman, and child is the fundamental idea of a God. And, you know, this is something that came much later, you know, many years of, of reflection. And I, I just have to think that, that putting that A in there was was intentional because it, it definitely shifts this meaning of that going back to this idea of a power greater than myself instead of having to put the G word in there for, for people who really struggle with it. And, you know, this chapter has been so much about helping people over that fence, just having to believe, you know, all that is required is the, the you know, the willingness to believe in a power greater than ourselves. But another thing that I thought about as I was reading this is that really old saying, there are no atheists in foxholes. Now, I'm not an atheist. I don't know if atheists find that offensive or not. But this idea that at some point, you know, most of us, if we're in a situation of enough duress, want something, (laughs) something to come. And, you know, maybe it just comes from from that point of when we're little children and, you know, we just want something to let us be safe, something to to take care of us, that there's got to be something in this world that's going to help us from one minute to the next and, you know, whatever we want to call that. Um, so I was looking at some definitions, calamity, an event causing great and often sudden damage or distress, a disaster. And yeah, that definitely summed up my life. <laughs> I was eating, you know, disaster. Um, and, and something that was causing a lot of damage. And then the other word that I thought that was interesting was, uh, you know, maybe it's geared by pomp. And the first definition I saw was ceremony and splendid display, especially at a public event. But then the other definition, it said archaic, was ostentatious boastfulness or vanity. And, wow, you know, that, that really sums up a lot of what got in the way for me of this, this concept of higher power, was, you know, this this absurd overconfidence in in myself when I I couldn't even manage so many things in my own life. And uh and definitely, you know, worship of other things, well, you know, worship in the food, worship in my own self-centeredness, self-confidence. But the miraculous demonstrations um being able to wake up and, you know, for for decades not eat sugar. Um, Is just to me that's that's miraculous, and that's why I'm here. So, thank you for letting me share, and I pass.
0: Thank you very much, Catherine M.
3: So, who would like to
0: comment on that second paragraph on page 55 of We Agnostics? Carolyn C. Carolyn C. Ginger C. Shelly Ginger K. C. Wendy.
4: M. Valerie I. C. Chevy
0: K. Wendy M. Jen A and Valerie C and Jen A let's stop there and let's stop with Rebecca T thank you so I think I got this all right but if I made a mistake please correct me when you're when it's your turn uh Carolyn C Ginger C Chevy K Wendy M Valerie C Jen A and Rebecca T what a great lineup please go ahead Carolyn and you'll be followed by Ginger C
4: Hi, thanks so much. Can I be heard? Yes, thank you. Great. This is Carolyn C., Recovered in Colorado. I'm so grateful to be here this morning. And I really wanted to comment on, um, you know, it may be obscured by calamity, by pomp, by worship of other things. And when I read this um, not too long ago, I was really struck by the other things. You know, when um, when I came into the room, I had a I had a very light glimmer that there might be a power greater than me. I'd grown up in church. I knew there was God for God things. I just didn't, I had a very hard time feeling God in my own life because I was so numb by not just food, but other things, work, I worked too much, I um, would text all, you know, I'd be on my phone all the time, I would be Netflixing, I would be on Facebook and trying to validate my existence through the through the vision of others by posting just pictures that were me having a great time, right? I mean, who, who posts pictures of us sitting in the food? Like, here's me with a pile of food that I just ate, here's me digging in the trash. Like, that's just not what we do. And that, that calamity, that, that chaos that's created, that obscures the reality of what we're going through, um, it just, it isolated me and it made me feel really lonely and alone and useless and not worthy. And I came into this room beaten down with my emotions, giving me just this slow, sad death of life. And if you're, you know, wondering whether you're in the right place and whether it's the food, it could be a lot of things. The food is just a symptom that's numbing you out. It numbed me out beyond belief. And I had to put the food down in order to see all these other things that I was doing as well. And now I can really just, I can let that light shine and um, and let go of these other things. and. Sometimes I feel really sad, and that's okay because when I allow the sadness to move through me, I feel so much better on the other side, and I still have this community, and I still have the love of a higher power to help guide me through that, and uh, I just wanted to share that. If you're new, please come, keep coming back. Keep reaching out,
0: and uh, thanks for letting me share. Thank you very much, Carolyn C. Ginger C., you're up next, followed by Chevy K. Hi,
5: good morning, Elaine, and thank you so much for your service. This is Ginger Say, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Colorado, and just love, love this paragraph, Um, these, you know, this higher power and the miraculous demonstrations of that power in our human lives. And the first and most obvious is that I'm neutral with food. Thank you, God. I was dying in food. Food was my life. Food was my everything. Food was my best friend. I never thought I'd be out of this nightmare. And then again, thank God for every beautiful bite because it convinced me. I did the research and it convinced me head to heart. I had no lurking notions. I was convinced. I was beaten. And the miraculous demonstration, this higher power that started to come through me because I, for the first time, was no longer thinking about food and I was neutral and I was freedom. And the only thing that I knew was this painful existence of white knuckled abstinence in OA. So that was the beginning of this whole higher power in this existence. But you know, the amazing thing is that deep down in every man, woman, and child is this fundamental idea of God. We're the ones that always walk away from God. Because I have a spiritual malady, I have this God hole. And I start leaning out. I think that these outside things are the answer because that's my go-to. I want a quick fix. Sometimes I'm just doing a 10-step so fast I'm not even going to God first. That's my first direction. Again, I'm so selfish and self-centered. It's all about ginger. Where is God in this picture? And the gift is that God is not far. It's down deep within each and every one of us. But I have to seek and I have to search and i have to keep pressing in and persevering but you know i am an addict through and through and i like effects i like that ease and comfort that comes at once and there's many ways to seek ease and comfort at once and my miraculous god has been taking away my addictions one at a time the order they're killing me and i really thought food was my final frontier and it ends up it's shopping it's compulsive spending it's money but i know that this book works and I know that I will be free and I will return home and stay with God in God's timing, however. But I just keep doing it like my life depends on it because I know it works. For me to be neutral with food today is such a miracle. I was dying in the food and I thought I would be with my last breath eating the food. And for whatever reason, again, the research And the miraculousness of this higher power that loves us and adores us so much god just wants us to come home and that's the hard thing is i have an ego that likes to edge god out so that's why we have a daily reprieve what are you doing today for god how are you staying close and connected to your higher power because that's the only thing to keep you safe and protected a day at a time i'm so grateful that we have this information in this amazing pages in this book And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you very much, Ginger C. Chevy Kay, you're up next, followed by Wendy M. Hi, good morning. This is Chevy Kay. Thank you, everyone,
4: for your shares and for everyone on the line. Uh, For deep down in every man, woman, and child is the fundamental idea of God. And this line so resonated with me. You know, I grew up religious. Uh, But my idea of God and faith and in a power greater than myself was completely obscure. And I vacillated between feeling God's love and then what I interpreted as his dislike or punishing of me. And I equated my character defects, my reactions and perspectives to God's characteristics. And in my mind, I reduced him to the attributes that we have as human beings so when something bad happened i had been deserving of that i was shameful and when something good happened well then i was a good girl and deserving of that lesson so to me um god was black and white and one of the first things my sponsor and i did together was create a list of things or attributes that describe my new concept of god and um here are just a few i i I want to share them with you. Um, God is loving, kind, compassionate, and only wants my good and happiness. He loves me for who I am. He knows my humanness and struggles and his understanding. He provides everything I need to get the job done, carries me when I'm struggling, will do the work when I let go and let Him. Makes my life easy when I surrender, is bigger than I can possibly imagine, and He only, only has love for me. And I needed to read through my new list of God characteristics on a daily basis uh, until it was woven into my soul, until it became a part of me, and um, I could see that my mind was functioning differently. And I'm still new to recovery, but I think the biggest shift I've seen is that whenever I'm struggling, instead of being angry at him or turning my back on him or giving him the silent treatment or going into the I'm not deserving mindset, the shift I've seen is that I'm able to reach out to him and open myself up to prayer and surrender and sincerely feel he will help me. And sometimes I take a few steps back, but I always seem to move forward. Um, Thank you, God, and thank you to program. And I just want to share that yesterday I was driving with my nine-year-old son in the car and just like sweetly and out of nowhere, he asked me if he's able to pray to God and and he does, will God answer him back and talk to him? This is what he asked me. And I was like, oh God, please put the right words in my mouth. And I was able to answer him and really, truly, sincerely mean what I said from from my Spiritual experiences for recovery, I was able to wholeheartedly say to him that God speaks to us all the time and sends us messages. sometimes it's a whisper, and other times it's right in our faces it's It's blatant and kind of outright. but if you're looking for a conversation or a message, it's always there. You just have to have listening eyes and listening ears. and you heard what I was you. and um Thank you for listening and um, thank you everyone and have a beautiful day.
0: Thank you very much. Shevy K. Wendy M. Followed by Valerie C. Uh,
2: Yes. Good morning. Wendy M. Recovered in Colorado. I'm grateful for everyone on the line. Thank you, Elaine, for your service and thank you God for entire abstinence this morning. Um, So, so what happened to me when I read this this morning, I just broke down and cried and it was just, Like, God was totally with me. Um, And, you know, the thing that that jumps out at me is uh, worship of other things. And for the last probably month or so, I've just been worshiping other things. And I don't recommend it. Um, You know, I've been convinced that other things, fame, fortune, the guy, the money, whatever it is, um is what it's you know really god just could you move aside because i'm sure i need to chase those effects um it's exhausting it's stressful and the thing about chasing effects is you have to constantly be controlling the outside world or have the illusion of controlling people places and things so that the so that i can get these effects and um and clearly it's i'm in bondage right so then it says, deep down in every woman, man, and child, the fundamental idea of God. And what I take from that is complete freedom. Like, oh, my gosh, what, I, what I'm i really wanting to chase is this feeling of home. You know, what I'm really after when I think I need uh, people, places, and things, and prestige, and power, whatever, it's really I'm chasing the effect of God that I want that once I get it, that I'm completely with God, and God is in me at all times, and God is in you at all times, right? That brings me freedom like nothing else. I'm done. I can stop running. I can stop chasing. I can stop trying to control, right? God is with me and all as well, right? I can stop. And it turns out that everything else except for God isn't even pertinent, relevant. It's just a distraction, Right It's just to keep me busy to keep me um in worship of other things because I have the illusion that those are the things that are gonna you know fix me and fill me up, so it turns out also when I read this for me is that nothing's wrong with me, and guess what? nothing's wrong with you. and when I first said that to a sponsor months ago, God was like cheering like a cheerleader, like, yes, finally, you get it. Nothing is wrong with you, you know if you do a four step, it's all about. I'm rotten to the core. I don't matter. I'm rotten to the core. Something is wrong with me. And guess what? There's nothing wrong with us. We are with God and God is with us and God is in me at all times. And that brings me the greatest freedom possible. Now I don't need people, places, and things. I don't need you guys to be a certain way and chase that effect. I don't need it. I have God. And when I grok that, when it really lands, oh, my gosh, I'm home. I'm completely freed up, and so are you, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with you, and there's nothing wrong with me, and that the great lie is that something's wrong with us, and we do have to chase effects that are outside of ourselves. That's the biggest lie. Somebody said to me, when I don't need others from others, I'm completely free. I get it today. It doesn't matter the outcome of my work or the outcome of anything today. I'm free. I'm already with God. We're done. We're home. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much, Wendy M. Valerie C., you're up next, followed by Jen A.
1: Hello, uh, Valerie B., uh, uh, compul- uh, Recovering Compulsive Overeater from Maryland. And uh, I have to say, this you guys are so amazingly powerful. Um, I usually listen to the 7 o'clock, and uh, I, I'm, I've am i been so amazingly touched by the depth of the sharing today. Um, I, I don't know. How do you follow that? Uh, but I, I just was so touched by this paragraph because um, I know somewhere else in the big book it talks about, you know, maybe everything we've learned in the past was wrong. And uh, I heard somebody say one time, sometimes we have to fa- find out what it isn't before we find out what it really is. And maybe I should say who he really is. And uh, I, I, I'm so grateful. Um, I'm so grateful because it, it had to take, you know, I mean, the, the things that I've been through um, have brought me to the place where I'm, I'm ready to listen um, I'm ready to realize that it's not me um, that I'm here to um, you know to serve and to and to help other people and uh, to and and you know maybe my my and my only calling is to is to help others it's to take what has been deposited into me through the steps and through the grace of God uh, to give it to others who are suffering and um, and to you know maybe uh and, and I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful and uh you know when I walk in these steps and I do what you know and I and I do what they tell me to do the obsession's gone. I'm not fi- I don't have to fight it. I don't have to I you know I don't have to white knuckle it. it. It it is so amazing. And this freedom that has been granted to me but uh but I believe that I'm not to take that freedom and just use it for myself. I'm to take that freedom and, to, and to, to serve and to help others. And that's the way I get to keep it. The more we give it away, the more we get to keep. And um, thank you for letting me share, and you guys are amazing. Have a great day. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you very much, Valerie B. Jen A, you're up next, followed by Rebecca T. Good morning. This is Jen A. Thank you everyone so much for your service this morning. The
4: shares have been amazing, each and every one of them. I feel so um, grateful to be recovered today from compulsive overeating, anorexic, and bulimic um, food behaviors. And you know what? It's just amazing to me is that um, deep down inside of me, this has always been there. And here it says right there in this book. And, um, you know what, there is this resource inside of me deep down inside, whether you want to call it higher power, you want to call it God, you want to call it goddess. It's up to you to define. That's what this program is so great about doing is I don't have to tell you exactly how you have to believe what you have to say and what you have to do. Cause that was my experience. Um, you know, in a religious experience, that's what I was told. It's one way this is it. Um, this is giving me a way. It's giving me a choice and a freedom to make that choice of who that, who that pow- what that power is going to be. But I am reminded in this paragraph that guess what? I need to have faith because the lack of power is my dilemma, the lack of power in my life. I am powerless. I am powerless over food. I am powerless over decisions. I am powerless over people. Powerless, powerless, powerless. It, powerlessness is a great place to be and so i you know i think about all all the things that i hear on the lines of people sharing and the one thing that i've i've heard is trust and i go okay I, can i trust can i trust can i trust and then i just have to take that leap of faith and do it and then somebody said on the line test god test him test this higher power Test it and see if it works for you. I mean, my God, I've done everything else to try and to be to be thin, to be happy, to be whatever, whether it's money, sex, drugs, men, whatever it may be. Food? Okay, guess what? I'm going to figure out what that freedom is, and i got an access of power bigger than myself. And how am I going to do that? I'm just going to trust, but i got to try it out first, right? You go test drive a car before you buy it, so why not test out God? Because I'm telling you, when I put him to the test the very first time and, you know, ex-husband, financial insecurity, you name it, God shows up big, bigger than I could have ever even imagined. And two years later in program, I have neutrality with my ex-husband. He's paying bills. I didn't even ask him to pay. They're just getting paid. Thank you, God, for giving me this neutrality, right? And now I can go out. And I can be loving and kind and serve others because God, is, I, I'm just, I'm full of God. It's, it's God in me. It's God flowing through me. And um, so these are, that's just one miraculous demonstration. There's thousands. Every time I do a 10 step, I write down that prayer and those prayers get answered every single time. Go start writing down your prayers, ask God, be specific, test him out, and then go back and look and say, yep, this one, he took care of it. Yep he's got my back. Yep, he's got my front. And I guarantee you there's no other way to be except for in the arms of a loving father. Thanks, and I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Jenna. Rebecca T., you're up next.
5: Star 1 to unmute, Rebecca.
6: Oh, hi. Hi, Rebecca T., uh, Central California Compulsive Overeater. So awesome to hear all of you guys. um I have so many things swirling through my head um, when uh when I initially came into program um, i already I had a God that I had been raised with and that I thought I understood and um i think i certainly i didn't i don't think I wanted to see it clearly because it was probably. It was said to me in terms of just choose the higher power um, and, you know, pretty much give it up to him. And I just, I I was still in my own free will. So I was looking for, uh, you know, I I had this huge hole inside. I knew there was a hole there and I knew I was struggling and I knew I, I was so done with the food. Um, but I I piecemealed what I heard and still wanted to take a few things with me and use the God that I understood at the time to um, still help me through the day-to-day living, um, but in in my direction, in my walking, in the way I thought it should go. Um, So it wasn't until... I, I must have had to try everything, because um, I, I certainly I didn't want to give up the food and the um, the feelings were still so uncomfortable, and I I think I thought. I still thought it was something that I had to work through, and I had to you know white knuckle and I had to find the cure and the solution in you know before I could then be accepted you know in all of god's graces or uh before I could finally get it and then be recovered, or before I could get that final spiritual awakening you know that everyone talked about, so that was in my twenties, and then i when I went off into the world um you know eighteen years later still with a with a big, huge hole that I tried to stuff with every single thing that was harmful to me, and um, until I tried everything and realized it wasn't working. So yeah, I became, uh, I did have to become powerless, because I tried everything, and they said I heard, as long, you know, grab your higher power, and just know that it's not you, and for some reason, I heard it clearly this time. I heard that very clearly, and I put me down and I put my will down, and I took in God and i as I knew him, and I embraced in everything in all of the love and um and all of the tools and all of you uh people um you know spreading God through you and through your messages and I've been feeling that that hole, that empty, gaping, sad hole, uh, thinking that I can cure all of life's wills and cure all of everyone else's ailments and stop everyone suffering, and I can't. And it is really humbling to know that I can. And it's beautiful to know that God can. And I'm so glad you all are here. Thank you so much for letting me share.
0: Thank you very much, Rebecca T. Okay, so we're commenting on we agnostics, page 55, the second paragraph that begins with, actually, we're only fooling ourselves. Who would like to comment on that paragraph? JoAnne B. JoAnne B. Cher K B And West I heard L. somebody, L. L. Um, K- K- somebody L. Worm, with a last name of L. L. Okay, I think 30. that's all we can take. Uh, Okay, there's somebody L. with a last initial L. Sarita? Is it Leslie W? No. Okay, I got. Okay. So somebody with a last. L. I've got. Is it Dorita L? <laughs> okay. There's a Joanne B. Um, I believe it's Dorita L. Uh, Sherry K. B. Leslie W. And Karen R. Oh, Sarit. Sarit L. Excellent. Thank you so much. And I think that's all we're going to have time for, but we'll see. So Joanne B., you're up next, followed by Sarita L. Please go ahead, Joanne. Thank you. This is Joanne B. Um, from Texas, and it's so nice
7: to be here. Um, when I came into the room, I, I had brought my higher power with me, and um, the thing I, that opened up for me in this room is that all of um, these you beautiful people helped me to learn new things in a way through this program that I could uh, become closer to my higher power and um that has been such a freeing um experience for me um, i I'd love all of this book and but when i first came in it was it was also difficult because i brought my higher power in and um i was blessed in the fact that he had used other models um of healing to bring me to this place that um he could uh deal with my food issue and um that he really cared about that i didn't know that he cared about my food issue and i had just decided you know it was no use to even were do anything about it anymore, and uh, had kind of, I guess, given up in that in that place. So, um, for me, I just yes, I want to encourage those who are listening who who are afraid um, to reach out to a to their higher power or what that even means, and just go with what you understand and where you're at, and and um, grasp. I know for a while I had to hold on to what a lot of uh the recovered people in this room said. I held on to that until I could till I could come to some understanding of where I really was and and what I was really was as a compulsive overeater. And uh, now I'm having um uh the promises fulfilled in my life and I'm not white knuckling my food. Um I still have days that are troublesome, but but I'm I'm learning the solution more and more as I go, and, and I'm thankful for all of you who have helped me along this journey. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you very much, Joanne B. Sarit L., you're up next, followed by Sherry K.B.
4: Hi, it's Sarit L. from Montreal, Canada. Thank you so much. Um, just this paragraph speaks to me the, the calamities were within me. The calamities were that I knew from way back when I was suffering the disease that I, I was my own worst enemy. I remember writing that in my diary. I was smart enough to realize that every day when I tried to put down the food and I couldn't keep the food down yet another day, and I was struggling again and again every weekend and every Monday, I knew I was my own worst enemy. And that was my truth. And so the calamities were within me. They were inside of me, but now with recovery, the opposite is true. The opposite is true in the sense that God's within me. So I don't have to run so far. And people have been saying that we don't have to go so far. It's right here. Everyone can find their own conception. My sponsor told me God is everything or else he is nothing. So if he's everything, whatever your conception of God is, he can be that. He can hold whatever your conception is. And what I found is that the blockages that prevented me from seeking and, and knowing and believing in my higher power through the steps were, were removed. And, when, and how do I know that? Because when I came into program, I, I remember hearing people say that they were ready to surrender, and they got to be of service to him on their day one of abstinence, and I was not in that place. When I put the food down, I was angry, I was hurting, I didn't like to be a compulsive overeater, and I begged God to help me with one day of abstinence. I did not beg God to be of use to him or to do his will or to accept his will. I begged God just to put the food down for today and to help me do that. And what I see now in my program is that today I'm I'm sitting in meditation, which I could never do, and it's getting longer and longer on its own. And the meditation, in the meditation, I'm asking God to be of use to His people. And that's the beauty of getting
0: unblocked through the working of the steps. Thank you, God. With that, I'll pass. Thank you very much, Sarita L. Sherry KB, you're up next, followed by
8: Leslie W. Good morning, Elaine. Good morning, everybody. Sherry KB. In Northern California, a very grateful Recovered Compulsive Eye Reader. Thank you so much for your service, Elaine, and everybody on the line, and welcome newcomers. You know, um, I love this book, and I like to, um, when I read it, I I look up words because it helps me understand exactly what they're trying to say in these paragraphs. And, um, you know, part of letting go and letting God for me is uh, not thinking I know everything, especially definitions. So I like looking up simple words. Um, Fundamental means basic importance, essential part. So the fundamental deep inside of me is is my higher power. Um, And then it talks about calamity and pomp. And calamity, you know, is something that causes great loss and pain. And then pomp, which I found also very interesting, is the showy display of self-work. So for me, between the pains of life and my um, self-will, gets in the way of connecting with that power greater than myself. And so what I have to do in the miraculous means miraculous demonstrations is, you know, miracle and miraculous, the difference between the two is miraculous means you work for it. So what it reminds me of is that if I want to get unblocked and get connected to my higher power of the language of my own heart, I have to put the food down first and get into the step work. And so the miraculous is, is doing the work, taking the actions of doing the steps for me that totally changed. Cause I remember when I was especially doing my fourth step, I thought, you know, I've heard these people on the line. I want what they have. I want to get connected even better with my higher power. And I was worried I wasn't going to get it. And what somebody told me was, Sherry, if you do this work, you're going to get it. I promise you, you will get it. So I'm here to tell you it did happen. And I'm promising you, you can get it too. And if it, For me, I've worked with people who feel blocked around their ideas about a higher power, and one of the things that I found was that there were these four questions that I've seen that helped a lot of people I worked with to get unblocked around their belief with a higher power of the language of their own heart. And because I know that I was always trying to place things, replace my higher power – with things outside of myself and how addicted I was not only to the food but uh, to things outside of myself. And when I got connected with this power greater than myself and and became useful, more useful and, and feel so much better when I'm getting full by being useful to others, it's, it's amazing and is miraculous. But I did work at it, and that's all it takes, and it's not really – you know, a difficult thing that anyone can do this, us. And um, I invite you to do that because it's, it's an amazing experience and life does take on a new meaning. And with that, I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much, Sherry K.B. And now we have Karen R. Please go ahead. Hi, this Karen, is R. Karen R. R.
9: Com- compulsive... Overeater, anorexic bulimic but i was, share, was on leslie w You're supposed to share before me or did i uh, get she did, she did already she did share oh, she, thank you karen she no okay <laughs> oh, oh
0: no leslie i haven't baby. i haven't it went shared. from sherry kb to leslie w karen you are so gracious okay. leslie please go ahead <laughs> oh my goodness how could i miss that beautiful accent please go ahead leslie <laughs>
10: Oh, that's sweet. Thank you so much. And thank you, Karen. Thank you for, um, your consideration there. I appreciate it. This is Leslie W. Recovered Compulsive Operator in Tennessee. Um, yeah, I, I definitely, um, had an issue, um, of my idea of God being, being obscured by calamity, pomp and worship of other things. Um, I really have to break those three things down. Calamity, uh, somewhere, somehow along the way, I just got the impression that nothing bad was ever supposed to happen to me. (laughs) And when it did, I blamed God for it. But God gives us all free will. He gives us all a choice. We all have a choice to make in this life. And there are people that hurt us. And there are people whom we hurt. And God's not to blame for that. So I have learned. Um, Pomp, worship of, of, you know, pomp. Yeah, for me, pomp was definitely worshiping myself, definitely thinking higher of myself than I should, Um, thinking I'm better than other people, judging other people, criticizing other people, and that blocked me off from a relationship with not only with God, but also with them. Because I can't have real relationships with people if I'm character assassinating them in my head. The worship of other things, um, success, ambition, um, my, my personal goals in life, um, worship of other people. What do they think about me? Because if they think that I'm good, then I'm okay. You know, if they think I'm okay, then, I'm, then I must be okay. Their opinion matters more than God. And God says, "Nope, that's nope. That's gonna that that's not it. <laughs> nope. I am the one who created you. My opinion matters most. My opinion is the only one that really matters. And when I hear that, and I'm reminded of that." And I can't hear that when I'm in the food. I can't hear those loving things from from my higher power when when I'm in my disease. I just can't. And the thoughts, the obsession is too strong. The thoughts of food are too strong. The thoughts of defiance. I'm going to do what I want to do regardless of what anybody else needs or what anybody else wants. So I really do live. By different principles today, I I mess up when I mess up. That's the beauty of a 10th step. That's the beauty of humility is being able to say, I'm wrong. I'm sorry. I could never do that before, not not genuinely. And I certainly could never correct my behavior because I was trying to do it all on my own. I didn't have God's help. Today I have God's help, and I'm so thankful for all of you here today, and I passed.
0: Thank you very much, Leslie W. and Karen R. Thank you. You're going to be our last share for today. Please go ahead.
9: Hi, this is Karen R. Compulsive overeater, anorexic, bulimic in North Carolina, recovery. Um, the thing I'm going to zone in on really quickly is um, faith in the power greater ourselves, a miraculous demonstration of that power in humans' lives are. Uh, facts as old as man himself and what's coming to me is that um these are facts these are facts that go back as old as man right the miraculous demonstration of god and our lives are there and for me i i didn't see it until i came into the program i first saw it in AA because here were alcoholics that weren't drinking and were being useful and had peace and this light inside of them. Um, it was right in front of me and then I became one of them. And then and then when I came to OA, when I came to vision, here were people, compulsive over anorexics, bulimics that were not doing this and had peace and joy usefulness in their life and to me that is a demonstration of a miracle because we're supposed to be doing the other things we have this disease and we're in that disease but but the miracle is that we're walking around we're being useful and we don't have to do this one day at a time we can be a miracle and we are <laughs> we're a miracle so we are walking, talking, big book, miracles, and we're examples for those people that are coming in, that are suffering, that yes, you can have this too. Um, and for me, it started slowly. Uh, I would feel better after listening. I would feel, I would have peace. And then for soon, I I wasn't, I was absent for a whole day. Wow. And then I was absent for two days, um, following the footsteps of others that have gone before me. So, for those that are new, you can be a miracle too. Hang in there. Don't quit before the miracle happens. Come join us. And with that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you very much, Karen R. And thank you, everyone, who shared today. We'll now transition the meeting by reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Will Penny Elsie please read a vision for you?
11: Yes, thank you, Elaine. This is Penny Elsie, a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. A vision for you. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize that we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us.